You're listening to Tripe and Rasheen's Arts and Culture podcast with me, Ellie O'Byrne. This week, we're talking to the exciting young Dublin painter, Salvatore of Lucan. He may not be from the real capital, but you can currently see one of his works on show in Cork because he is the winner of the Zurich Portrait Prize 2021, which is currently being exhibited in the Crawford Art Gallery. Salvador's winning portrait, Me Ma Healing Me, is by no means the only thing worth seeing there, so I highly recommend stopping by. I paid a visit during the week to meet Salvador in front of his painting. Tell our listeners about this painting. Oh yeah, um, it's a painting of me and my mum. My ma practices like Reiki and sound healing and stuff. And then, yeah, I did a painting of that. Uh, I suppose the idea came from, or I was trying to, I just wanted to make something like a bit like beautiful. I think a lot of my work is quite dark, so I wanted to make yeah. something nice. Yeah. So that was kind of the only the objective was just to make something nice or beautiful. And you have some like religious iconography in there. There's like a little Madonna yeah. and child in the background. That's actually stuff in my mom's room. That's, is that true? That's, everything there is my mom's room. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the cat. The cat. Oh no, the cat's fake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the cat's my mate. My bald cat. <laughs> I just needed something there and yeah. My mum sometimes is just like shamanic kind of rituals where you have to like you're supposed to like see a spirit animal at the end of it. Yeah. Um so then yeah, just thought I'd throw Paul's cat in. And you look um well, distorted and distressed in this painting. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I'm usually hung over whenever I allow myself allow <laughs> so her to practice. Hangovers, that's <laughs> not so hangover. Hangover. I'm only the only time I'm ever in the house and I'm not like Telling her I'm busy is usually yeah. when I'm just like, I'm having a day. Yeah. I'm having a day to do nothing there. How do you feel about this painting now? Are you proud? I mean, it won the, yeah, the yeah. Zurich Portrait Prize. I was very happy to win, yeah. Yeah. And you've, of course, been a, a fixture of the prize for the past couple of years as yeah. well. Do you want to go and sit down when we finish this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is not... The first time around with the Zurich Portrait Prize by any means, is it? No, it was nominated in 2018 and then it came runner-up in 2019. And then it didn't get in 2020 and then, yeah, won, won this year. Yeah. And so there is a cash prize and also you get to paint a portrait that's going to be included in the National Collection. Yeah. Cash prize is the best bit. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I'm really excited about the portrait as well. Um, but I don't know who I'm getting yet. I emailed them and asked them, can they try and get Paul McGrath? But they didn't. Why, why like, do you want to paint Paul McGrath? I don't know. I suppose because like he's mixed race, kind of like he's a legend, or like football. Yeah. It's just like yeah, I'd like Paul McGrath. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that that comes together <laughs> yeah, for yeah. you. Obviously, there's a lot of focus on uh, your name. <laughs> But maybe for listeners who might not be familiar, maybe you could just talk us through how that came about. So, I suppose, like, since I'm, I'm half Bangladeshi, half Irish, my ma gave me an Italian name kind of randomly as well. So, I always had to explain where I was from anytime someone met me. They're like, oh, Salvatore, are you Italian? No, I'm not Italian. Are you, like, it's like I'm half Irish, half Bangladeshi. They're like, oh, have you been to Bangladesh? She's like, no, I don't know my dad. But it's also a joke, like, Da Vinci or like into classical painters as well. Yeah, it's, it feels like a really big and almost comedic statement. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Da Lucan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Were you still studying? Because you're an NCAD graduate. Were yeah. you still studying when you decided no, to No, it was my first, first solo show in 2017 in Palace Projects in Dublin. I actually found out that I'd, been, I'd got the show. It was an open call show. 
offended that I got it um, when I was meeting my dad for the first time. And then I was just in his Airbnb in New York. And then I was like, oh, I'll, for some reason, I was signing the paintings for about a year, Salvatore Fulham of Luke and after college. And then I just dropped Fulham. Yeah. This is better as a bolder statement. Yeah. And of course, that, that meeting, I mean, that's quite well documented. I was reading about it before I came yeah. to meet you. But that meeting gave rise to one of the former inclusions yeah. in the Zurich Portrait Prize was that, like, you and your dad in McDonald's. Yeah. Which is an incredible painting. Thanks, yeah. Where does this distortion come from? Because it's so prevalent in your work. It's like you have Lucy with her three hands. You have uh, quite often, you are incredibly distorted in your own self-portraits. Like, did you just uh, stumble upon this as something that you wanted to do? Or does it come yeah. out naturally? Or It wasn't really, like, it's not, I don't, like, I try not to think about, like, aesthetics or what the painting looks like. At all? Not really. Like, I do, like, obviously a little bit. But definitely not in the conception or in the in the composition. Huh. And the composition is always just to try and illustrate how, how, like, you feel or something. Like, I feel like... It's not like how the world looks, it's like how the world feels. I think I feel like you rarely rarely the world feels the way it looks, I think, if that makes sense. Like it's more it makes more sense to me to distort things. They feel realer. Yeah, so you're painting what you feel, not not what you look see. like yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like with with um I know when I was doing the painting of me, my dad and McDonald's, I really wanted to put my body above my head. I mean, I know it's it's this this really really bizarre fact <laughs> of like it's almost like you're detached from yourself and your head is over on one side and you're kind of messing with your shoelace. Yeah, tying my shoelace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, so you've said before in the past that like you know Leonora Carrington is a big influence on yeah. your work, but do you have other people? Because I get this kind of like. El Greco I love kind El Greco, of, yeah, yeah I get this kind of a you know there's, there's a kind of an almost religiosity and a passion in your paintings that that is reminiscent of oh, yeah. a very different era and a very different way of thinking about the world yeah I, I like I suppose a lot of those paintings are my favorite paintings like I love El Greco so much like the drama of it I feel like yeah like my last show in Kevin Cavanagh's that closed a month ago um I called it dead present but the working title for a long time was high high drama. I was just like just kind of, I wanted yeah I just yeah I don't know what it is it's kind of theatrical or yeah I like that those kind of paintings I don't really like uh, realism or or like I do I don't mind it but like it's boring isn't it? <laughs> well I mean when we we have cameras now right yeah so, exactly so, yeah. so how much more real do we need representations yeah. of the world to be? Yeah like Francis Bacon said that he was trying to make concentrations of reality, which I think is kind of interesting. Like when you look at his paintings and you think that he was trying to make, or did he said he was trying to make concentrations of reality as opposed to reality? Or then like, yeah. Yeah, I think Francis Bacon also said that the more artificial you can make something feel, the, the stronger it's going to have an impact nowadays. Yeah. But like, are you saying that in the fifties? But <laughs> like, yeah, something, yeah, there is something about artificialness that's quite real. And yet we've just come through this really weird phase where, where hyper real was was the way to go and that was kind of seemed to be partly influenced by social media, where people loving to watch videos of people <coughs> produce these things and then go like, wow, I can't believe that's a painting and yeah, yeah. real life and stuff like that. Are, do you feel like you're 
responding or reacting to something from from now you're not in the 1950s right? yeah or the 16th century yeah. 17th century either like i i also watch those videos of people making very basic yeah. paintings like there is something incredibly <laughs> soothing about it like even as a painter like just people like doing little effects paintings is so nice yeah um but like yeah i suppose as a painting I, i'm not i never think like oh that's a great piece of art like you do want like a Start to slightly confront you, or, or, or a bit more than you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't, I don't play music or anything, but I never listen to music and think, "Oh God, that must be so technically hard to do." Like it's either get it or I don't get it. Yeah. I don't. I'm not really thinking about. So you want your paintings to have a gut punch. Yeah. 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 Or like yeah, gut punch or like at least something more than just like a picture. How old are you? Twenty-eight. Almost all of the well, the ones that have been in the in the Zurich Prize have been self portraits. True, yeah. Is there something there that you know you're from the Instagram generation? Yeah. <laughs> and that there there is this self referential. We're standing in the Crawford downstairs at the moment is an exhibition of photography yeah. that is largely people of you know roughly speaking your age. I'm allowed to say that because I'm forty two, um, <laughs> and turning the cameras on themselves. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to do with with the social media thing. I think I would have done it had I been in any like from any time, but like that's impossible to say. Mm. But I think um, for me, it's more just like one of the main things for me is, is like honest, like trying to be is like honest. And if I was to make those paintings using other people, like it could be a little fake. Like I, I would like to be clear that it's my experience and. I'm never trying to say anything like too big or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. think it's it, yeah, it's just easier to use yourself. So no one thinks that you're making a, a huge statement. <laughs> Let me know a little bit about how you work. Like what like do you so presumably you have a studio space, do yeah. you um see what hits you? I mean you're clearly not working yeah. from photographs. How do you begin painting something? The most common way I would work is usually like I write like a really ship. Can I say ship? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You I write can. like a, like a really ship poem. Independent media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I write like you a write really, a ship poem. I write like I'm not very good at writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry, <laughs> so I write. I write like I write like a ship poem about something that I'm thinking about or feeling or like having trouble with or like is a sort of a therapeutic exercise. Yeah. But then when I know how I feel about something, I'll try and like compose that. So then on graph paper, I like I do lots of compositional drawings of like where things are going to go and how I'm going to make it fit together. And then I'll take photos from the different angles. So like the, the first, all the first compositional drawings are done from my head. Yeah. And then I'll take photos from roughly those angles. Then I'll do more compositional drawings. And then when I'm happy with it, I'll take the final photos. So usually in my paintings, there would never be the same photo used for the hand or the arm. Because they're all completely different. So you, it's kind of like a collage thing where you are photographing the uh, element, the various yeah, elements. Yeah, to, wow, that's to so put the detail in yeah, in the yeah, end, yeah. yeah. But it's after it's all been uh, composed essentially from my head. So that's like some people like paint kind of classically and then distort it, whereas I, I kind of start from a distorted image and try and make it look a bit more real. Yeah. And what do you like when you're working? Are you kind of grumpy or days on end of just being completely immersed, or are you a very good nine to fiver? Now I go nine to five or I work I try and work every day. Mm. But I Or withdrawn or you know that stroppy. Stroppy. Stroppy stroppy is a word. Yeah, like yeah. it would be quite dramatic if things aren't going my way. But like I like 
high drama. Yeah, I like being dramatic. Like you mean? Yeah. I like, like you mean like football or something like when they lose, like dropping to the floor or something. <laughs> I kind of like that kind of thing. That's the kind of way I deal with things. You know, we're laughing a lot where we're talking, and to me, there's a real strong comedic element yeah. like to your work. Like there just is. I don't know why, but it's. I think it's the title of that one that's just. It's so incongruous. It's like you know, here's this painting, there's all this distortion and tortured stuff, and you know, this kind of incredible mystical thing happening, and then it's like me ma healing me. Like, <laughs> is that something that you're deliberately injecting, or is it just how you see yeah, the world? Like people have always said, my paintings are kind of dark humoured or funny. Yeah. Um, since I was in college. But it was never really intentional. Okay. My sister actually was showing me a director, a Palestinian director, I think something Suleiman. Um, and she puts, sorry, just a bit of a tangent, but he, she, he puts himself in all of his scenes and he never really says anything. And he was asked, like, all his films are kind of funny. And he was asked, like, like how do you come up with your like concepts, your funny things? And he says that he's not a comedy writer that he just thinks life is a bit funny. Yeah. And I think that's for me, like, I, I think they just kind of, I, I, I just think things are funny. <laughs> I, I just, like, like, it's not, like, I do think, I do think, on, like, honestly, I do think in general, like, the most accurate depictions I've seen of things are kind of dark humor, because things are funny and also sad, generally. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe I don't know. You've also you've spoken about the experience of being uh, mixed race. You've spoken about the experience of also feeling like you maybe um, were not of a class that was going to attend NCAD. Mm. Do you feel like an outsider artist? No, no, I don't feel like an outsider artist. No. I feel maybe I feel kind of independent. Is that the right word? Or like I feel. I've always known what I wanted to do, like, and I've always, to maybe a fault, tried to not be influenced too much by anyone or anything. Like, I was talking to my old tutor in college who failed me in second year the other day, and he said, I, was, I think his words were, I was, I was like, how was I a student problem? He said, impossible. He just wouldn't <laughs> listen to anyone. <laughs> what module was that? What? What module was it that you failed? Painting. Painting. <laughs> It was attitude problems as well. Like okay. I didn't like. They said you had to make three paintings, and I was like, "Well, I'm making one big one. Can we just call it tree?" And they're like, "No." And then I didn't do a lot of the coursework. It was just. It was really. I was just so young. I went to NCD when I was 17. When I was in second year, I was only 18, and yeah, I wasn't really ready for third level education. Yeah. You were very young, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really, really young, especially for art school. I mean, a lot of people come in and they've done something. They've had some like life experience. Yeah. They, Go and try and spew it out. Yeah. Fresh from school. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about your ambitions. Are you are Ooh. you like a you know seethingly high drama ambitious? Are you um, gonna be, you know, the bacon in, no. in fifty years' time or no. no? I'm not I'm not that ambitious like career wise, but I am I'd say it's not an overstatement to say that I'm very scared that I'll stop being able to paint somehow. Like I'll start making bad paintings or like I won't be able to keep it up. I wouldn't be that ambitious because I'm, I'm really just trying to make sure that the studio uh, work is still interesting and exciting to me as well. Because I have to like my own paintings or that's probably the most important thing. If I st stop making paintings that I liked, then you know, in 
I'm definitely not going to be. <laughs> definitely not going to be as big as. It's going to happen, though, isn't it? Like you, is it? you are, aren't you? Like you, <laughs> well, you, you're going to have to um, make something you don't like at some stage and be yeah, like, yeah. oh, and then like a, move yeah. into a different phase of yourself, aren't you? That Probably. Well, like I think I've obviously made loads of paintings I don't like, but luckily I haven't had like a big run of them. Yeah. Like if I had, say, I spent two months on a painting and then didn't like it two months on another painting didn't like it two months on another painting and I didn't like it then I don't know <laughs> that would be bad that's what I think about more than like career ambitions anyway like just like I'm trying to plan paintings at the moment and then like just I have to I mean the shit poems like I have to know that I like if I'm compelled to write a shit poem then I'm probably painting something that's important to me <laughs> just being able to casually say shit like that and throw it in there that mm-hmm. sounds so bloody liberating yeah like that some of the things that you make or do or some of your output is just shit that's yeah, what yeah. it is yeah. but, but that it would I suppose that's one of the reasons I probably tried so hard a painting like I know I remember thinking when I was about 17, 18 I wasn't very good at English like it didn't have a musical instrument like I did just want to express myself so yeah i think writing issue poem kind of urges me on to try and make a better a better uh, betrayal of that kind of expression or something yeah like you could i could have done if i was good at it i could have done something else like i think the important thing is just kind of using it as a bit of a therapy mm. like thinking about like it's good to think about your own life what kind of kid were you kid um I think when I was really young, I was very quiet, and then when I got older, I became a bit of a scanger, like from like nine to sixteen, maybe. <laughs> then, then. What were you doing? I don't know, just like wearing tracksuits and drinking cans. Yeah, and throwing rocks at things. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then when I was sixteen, I remember thinking like I didn't really want. I remember like actively trying to like hang out with the nerds in school, and then because I just uh, I wanted to. Yeah, I didn't want to be doing that kind of stuff. It didn't interest me. And then, yeah, I went to art college. And then I suppose, I, like, my art teacher showed me Francis Bacon when I was about 15, 16. And that's when I decided I was going to be a painter. I was just like, I'm, I'm definitely doing that now. <laughs> um, you, you, I wonder how important commercial success is to you. I mean, presumably, mm. are you self-sustaining at the moment? Just through, just through painting? Well, I still live with my ma. So, like, I'm definitely not self-sustaining but um yeah i think yeah hopefully yeah, like yeah i want to get better at the business side of painting i want to sell paintings and uh i would like you I mean i would like to make commercial success just so that i could live i know i definitely have no like aspirations of being like filthy rich or anything yeah. <laughs> but like i would like to be able to move out of home that's what everyone that's what musicians and artists and everyone says to me that they consider a mark of success is to just be able to do their work as their work and yeah. not have to do anything else. Oh, exactly, yeah. Like I work in Evans Art Supplies in Dublin and then I just did some teaching in the RHA and yeah, I think I'm trying to, I might try and get into teaching a little bit more to, because you I mean it's, I don't know how you're supposed to make a living as an artist. <laughs> Hopefully it's on its way for you now. I yeah, mean, this, this, yeah, yeah. Presumably this is an important milestone in your mm. career to date. Yeah, I went for a drink with my mate and uh, he's going to be a dad. And he was, he's kind of like, 
he even said it to me like he felt like he was like embodying like he was trying to be like a good influence on me and he was like strike all the irons hot sell like you you have to you know you have to keep going right now do you have to go and it's like relax please <laughs> like well yeah i do feel that i should be doing stuff now and i should be working really hard now because uh, maybe it's like an opportunity after winning the prize and having the show in kevin kavanagh yeah that maybe i should be yeah trying real hard well thank you so yeah. much for talking to Tripod Machine and congratulations yeah. on your Yeah, thanks so much for interviewing me actually, it was nice. Thanks so much for listening to the Tripe and Rasheen Arts and Culture Podcast. You might notice that Tripe and Rasheen comes to you absolutely advertising free. And this is because we are a 100% reader supported media organisation. Each week we publish a selection of well-researched news articles, a long read that digs deep into the issues affecting our city and county. The Friday View, which wraps up the week and looks ahead to coming events, and this Arts and Culture tab, which combines podcast, imagery and words. We're working really hard to grow Tripe and Rasheen and to support ourselves and other journalists to produce this work. So I'm asking you to consider becoming a paying subscriber. For just €8 per month or €80 for a full year, you can support ad-free local journalism. We use these funds to pay ourselves, to pay a transparent and equal freelance rate to our other contributors and for other things like appealing freedom of information requests. If you can't pay, we still want you to be able to access our quality work because we believe good journalism is for everyone. So you can sign up for free and you'll still get most of our articles delivered directly to your email address. If you do this, you can still help us though by using social media to spread the word about what we do. Please share our articles or connect with us via our Twitter, that's at Tidrasheen, or on Facebook or Instagram at Tripe and Rasheen. Thanks for listening.